remember what piece of the culture you bring. I think it's human nature to just take it for granted. Like, well, I'm in this thing and it's bigger than me, so I, I won't even affect it. That's, that's a lie. It's a story we're telling. Here's a new story. I impact the culture. You direct the culture more than anybody else. So recognize that. How will you show up today? You need to take five minutes in the car. You're the one who needs to take a pause and go, what baggage can I leave here on the passenger seat? And what do I want to bring in with me? And you show up every day. You are the one to change the culture. And feel free to talk about it. Grab your key guys who are like, I'd grab this guy. I'd grab Jake and I'd be like, Jake, you and me are going to change the culture today. So I need you to bring it all the way. Can you bring that for me? People love that challenge. In a world where there's so much noise and information, one podcast is on a mission to cut the fluff and get strategic. A place where you receive the latest tips to expanding your leadership, optimizing your business, and ways to become a truly peak performance human. Now, get ready as your host, Jake Havron, is here to help you live the strategic life. Welcome to the Strategic Life Podcast. It's your host, Jake Havron, and today I am sitting next to you live, in person, actually post-workout at Gold's Gym Venice next to a man that literally walks the walk and talks the talk, and he also has the faith of someone that you would think is truly just so devote to their faith in Jesus. He talks about that, how he takes his business from literally zero dollars to 150 million in global sales. And it's a supplement company that he started in his own bedroom. So you wanna listen in. This man is full of energy, literally so much energy. You're gonna probably not even need pre-workout moving forward, which might affect his business because you do wanna get some pre-workout from him. But his energy is going to pump you up. It's gonna fire you up. The mindset application around business, around culture, tactical tips on how to build a culture. You're gonna wanna hear how he builds culture. He talks about how he incorporates faith into his business, how they do non-mandatory prayer circles that just literally allow so many people to come in and understand that this business he created, Magnum Nutraceuticals, is not here if it wasn't for God. It is so beautiful, plus so much more. You do not want to miss a single minute on this. So without further ado, I'm going to bring in here my special guest, this amazing man of God, Mr. Marcus Collius. All right, I think we're ready to rock and roll over here. Ready? I'm ready. I'm fired. All right, man. Let's do this. You know, for, for people that are watching on YouTube right now or whatnot, they see us dressed up, but it's funny, an hour ago, we're at Gold's Gym, getting a great workout. And funny enough, the man, Arno Schwarzenegger, is working out right next to us. It was such a gift, hey? Yeah, but he didn't give us the memo, dude. He, he was wearing the ugly Christmas sweater. Arnold, if you're listening to this right now, which I probably know you are, and I'm sure, <laughs> <laughs> then you should have told us about the ugly uh, Christmas sweaters, man. Next time, okay? Next time. But dude, it is so happy. To, I'm so happy to have you here, all the way from Canada. Yeah, buddy. This has been a long time in the works. I, I'm so honored to be here. I, I, so much gratitude for you having me here. Been wanting to do this. Uh, so excited to be here. And what a special day. The workout 
it actually reminded me of being 21 again and being like that college feeling like, hey, bro, you want to get a workout in? And yeah. You want to be on my podcast? Let's go. Well, there, there's nothing like actually having a workout partner. And I don't have that enough here. And I, mm. maybe it's just, I just don't choose to. Sometimes I hear in there, but I was like pushing myself harder. Like yeah. I was getting that extra set. I knew that if I failed, you would be there. Like, yeah. it's such a mentality. And it's, it's things that you live by. And we're going to dive so much in business-wise, all of that. Um, but I, I feel like we have to talk about the genesis of how this came between you and I. Yes. And I share this because you listening right now, like we often overlook at like how beautiful life works and how there's usually one little moment, one little impression. You think that the, that circle is done or there is no circle. It's just a dot. But I believe there's always like a, a circle that comes around and, and you and I are that circle that came around. And mm-hmm. I would love to, I'm going to share my side of this and then I want, I want to hear your perspective on it. And so for those that don't know, about five years ago, uh, I left nursing and um, I became a personal trainer, moved back to Hawaii, got, got my nursing degree, started personal training. I just loved fitness and I loved just, you know, um, uh, being uh, hopefully a fitness influencer. That's all that my mind could perceive at that time. And one of my buddies in college was taking your supplements magnum supplements and i remember the thing that he was raving about which got me to be raving is their pharmaceutical grade nutraceutical grade and i was like oh that's cool so i was taking them in college and then when i went back to hawaii and i was like then had this idea of being a fitness influencer i was like well i want to get sponsored by supplements this is the coolest thing you know it's just this whole crazy idea and i had guys mind you i had literally a couple hundred followers because i made my own fitness page had like, I wasn't where I'm today. So don't ever think you're too far or you're too out of the game. And so I started taking Magnum subs and I reached out to you guys. I don't know how I did. I was just like, reached out to your support team. And I was like, I want to be an influencer or a sponsor or whatnot. And they were like, great, let's get you on a call with uh, the CEO, Marcus. And I had no clue who you were. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm the CEO wants to talk to me. Like what? So I remember we literally were on a phone call. This was back before Zoom was really like cool. It was like still Skype-ish. And it was only a couple of years ago. And I remember just being on the call with you. I was literally in my, my parents' house, just out of college, talking with you with no idea about anything of what I'm doing today. Mm. And you were just like pouring life into me, man. And I'm like, who am I? I'm like, does this guy like see my social media following, but I was not saying that, but I felt like, how is this guy spending this time with me? And it's because of your heart, dude. And we're going to feel that today. Oh, and so I remember you just saying, yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, cause I was trying to, I was trying to pitch you the big idea. Like I'm going to, I got all these clientele, like I'm working with, and you're like, yeah, we'll send you some supplements. We'll, we'll hook you up and let's get you started and see where it goes. And nothing else came from that for a while. I was, loved the products, was taking it. And then it was a few years later, actually about one or two years ago, I saw you like interacting with uh, my, my buddies, Nick Santana Sasso. Um, and I saw you interacting. I was like, ah, oh, that's Marcus. Oh, wow, his page looks amazing. I started following you and we built this friendship. And then you started to see like what I'm doing now. And now here we are today where we're literally like doing business together. We're talking on how we're gonna speak with each other on different stages. And, and all of that was in a five year span. And all I can say is, man, I just wanted to share that so people could understand do not ever discredit where you are and who you are because you never know where you're going to be. And I would love to hear just your take on all that, man. Dang, man. What a, what a beautiful story. I, I just loved hearing that. Like I'm almost like getting emotional yeah. about listening to that. That's a, that's a beautiful starting to our relationship. And, uh, you know, I never thought about it this way, but 
uh, what an important lesson to be mindful to always be planting seeds. Yes. Like uh, when we got on that phone. So first of all, I take those calls very seriously because it's the culture that I created at yeah. Random. And if someone's going to be using my name, I need to know who they they are, what they're about. And there was something about you I liked right away. And I just. <laughs> Being six foot six as well, I was like, man, I just see this six foot six dude in Hawaii getting the attention. And uh, but there was something special about you, and that's. I mean, I don't know what I might have said in that phone call, but I I, I would have poured out anything I could that I saw that yeah. you would have seen as as beneficial, which you just naturally do, and and because you had that mentality. Like I was, let's be real, I was just some some starter kid just got out of college, like. But because you have that mentality of I'm going to make this the most of every call, yeah. it left an impression on me. Even though you do that probably to a lot of people, which is great. But that's a mentality you have and it's, it's oh, definitely yeah. unique. That's wild. Thank you. Yeah, no, I saw something special in you. I love that. Um, and then, you know, we, we lightly stayed in touch. I, I heard, oh, he's moving to San Diego now. And, uh, you know, I'm going to move into a house of influencers. I remember you saying that. I was like, yeah, oh, that's wild. But you know what? I, I actually, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on this guy. And then, of course, Nick. I freaking love Nick. Nick's, yeah. Nick's such a beauty. Nick, I know you're listening. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then when we started con- to connect again, you know, I really felt the Holy Spirit drawing us to towards each other. And I, I haven't been shy about telling you that. Um, we jumped on a Zoom call recently, and it was just like, this stuff, it feels like we're running these like parallel lives. And yeah. we're both going somewhere really special. And... Uh, Man, I, I just, I like your energy. I like being around you. Yeah. And, and I want to invest as much as I can in you because, man, I don't put my name uh, to on, on a lot of guys. You're one of those guys I'd put my name on and say, no, this guy, this oh, guy, brother. I, I vouch for this guy. And this, this, this podcast is not about me. And I want to, <laughs> we're going to flip it to you, but I really appreciate that. And I wanted to really hone that in is because what you said is the energy factor of mm-hmm. what you described, but also the faith factor. Yeah. And some of us are afraid to live our faith boldly. I've been in that position. But the moment I started to be more bold with my faith on social media, it doesn't mean I'm posting things every single day about it. But you saw that and someone of your caliber respects that, especially when you see it's genuine. Mm. So hopefully that person listening right now literally can feel a little more bold in their faith and know that, you know what, they might get made fun of by the people that probably don't matter in the long run to yes. them and aren't supposed to be in their lives, yeah. but they will be seen by the ones that do matter yes. and the ones that are meant to be in their lives. And that is a beautiful example. So enough about me though. <laughs> Let's talk about you. But you know, hold on. I want to talk about yeah, this yeah. point real quick. I think this is so good. And I think a lot of your listeners probably work out. You know, when we get exercise in, when we started a workout routine or whatever, you had those people in your life who go, oh, you're working out and like, like almost make fun of it. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, aren't those the easiest people to go like, all right, you know, like you either got to tone that down or like I'm, I'm going places. It's the exact same with our faith. Mm. If you haven't taken time to really think about your faith, you know, you're on that fence like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a man of faith, but I don't want to like give too much credence to it. You don't have to talk about it. I'm not pushing people for that. Like, oh, you should be preaching all the time. It's not about that. But to really move into your faith mm. and to listen Listen for God speaking to you. I mean, this is the God of the whole creation. Mm. This is the God who is a trillion times, a trillion times, a trillion times smarter than us. Whose plans are going to be better, mine or his? This is an easy one, people. And the more you listen to that and just trust, and you you know, I've always loved this verse that God's going to give me the desires of my heart. Mm. And I used to hear that so wrong. And I'm sure many people hearing this uh, 
think of this the wrong way. And I'm just think, oh, I want a Ferrari. God's going to give me a Ferrari because that's the desire of my heart. It's not about that. He puts those desires in my heart. And what that does is it draws me to things. It's like, dude, I'm drawn to you. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is like, hey, there's something special. And you too can do something special if you listen to me. And it's like, okay, I'm listening. And I am so led that way. And, uh, you know, I've been led that way in my business. And I, I, my big thing is I love investing in other people. So yeah. I, I constantly am asking like, God, who would you have me invest in? And I truly believe he just daily puts people in my path. And I'm just, I need to be on. I need to be ready. We need to be ready always. You can't be clouded with, yeah, but I got this thing to think about. I got this thing to think about. Leave me alone for a minute. No, I'm, I'm, I'm watching like, who's God going to put in my path today? And we'll talk about this in a bit, but man, I've already got two big stories on this trip to LA that are hilarious and like real mindset stuff, but also real God testing me, challenging me, and then just grow me. Oh man, let's dive into those stories. But first, I think people need to really understand the caliber of a man and a businessman you are. And so I would love for you to share who the heck is Marcus, because (laughs) you currently, you've been building this for 18 years. But your Magnum nutraceutical company started from ground zero 18 years ago, zero dollars, nothing to it, probably just an idea, which I want you to share. So you're doing over $150 million in global sales. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. It's incredible, as I should say. Yeah. So who the heck is Marcus and how did you get to that point? All right. Cool, man. Thank you. Uh, So... I started off from very humble beginnings. Uh, we, we were poor. When, when the divorce happened, divorce can be so destructive. Um, I was seven years old, but unfortunately my father was already out of the picture much before that. My mom had to go, to go back to work full time. She had to go back to school full time as well. So I essentially lost both parents at that moment. That, that was tough. Uh, grew up very poor, all of my clothes. I always joke about it. It's, it's a great story though. All of my clothes were my sister's hand-me-downs. I said sisters, people. Yeah, no that's, that's, that's a cool, humbling beginning. Wow. And so I really learned the value of a dollar. I mean, man, I, I was pulling weeds for pennies. I know young people can't even appreciate that, but you had to pull a hundred weeds to get one freaking dollar in Dude, your that pocket. was my worst chore. My parents right? made me, it was... Yes. agony to pull weeds oh so but, but how good like we still think <laughs> about it right like yeah. it, like that's so important so those those moments when you're like oh this is agony it's like yeah but that's gonna be a great story for later yeah yeah uh yeah grew up very poor uh and and then i started growing like crazy you heard i'm six foot six when i got to six foot four six foot four and a half i was 120 pounds so embarrassed of my physique i had terrible nutrition because Again, my mom wasn't there to be making me yeah. food. So I was living on Slurpees and Eggos. And apparently that's not a good diet. And so I had this horrible body, got all the attention from the bullies, got none of the attention from the girls and life sucked. I was so fortunate though, the gym changed my life. I wasn't even in there for, for two sessions before I was like, I like this. I like this feeling. Mm. I, I like who I am. Of course, nothing changes. Man, you're 120 pounds. I was probably 123 pounds two years later. But mentally, right away, I was like, I like who I am. I started to develop a sense of humor. I got so much confidence. And instantly, bullies were leaving me alone. Instantly, girls were noticing me. And I was like, what? This is, so it's, it's all here. That, that was the first time in my life. I was like, it's all here. Well, how, like what uh, grade was this? So I'm uh, 15, 16 at this Okay, point. it's around sophomore probably, sophomore yeah. high school. Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, I realized even at a young age, like I can help a lot of people. I can help people get off that sad path. Cause look at that yesterday, I was on this sad path and we know where this leads. Yeah. Like that's depression, that's sadness for life. That's settling for the garbage in life. And boom, I'm over here. And I don't even know where this is gonna go, but I know it's gonna be awesome. Uh, started my first supplement business when I was uh, early 20s. I, I had every penny I owned now in supplements. I, I invested $15,000 of supplements and I had it on my bedroom wall. And I had like a store in my bedroom. No, Dudes would come it. by and they'd sit on my bed and I'd be like, here's what you're gonna take. How are you gonna take it? And Jake, we're in this together. So come, let me know how it is. And it was hilarious. Like we all made fun of it. Like these dudes who were like so macho were bringing their buddies and like, you got to sit on my buddy's bed. It's like, it was the <laughs> thing, right? It was freaking hilarious. And my buddies all called me the healthy drug dealer for those years because <laughs> I was getting texts at all weird hours and guys were coming in. And it's so crazy me thinking about that. At some point, you know, I had like 30 grand in supplements in my room. I didn't even have security. And all these tough dudes were coming through like yeah. everybody knew. Anyway. Uh, it was growing, it was growing, it was going great. Um, I moved into a store because I was like, I can't do what I want to do just out of my, my house. Moved into a store, turned into three stores, but I, I just didn't love what I was selling anymore. I, the, the integrity wasn't there. I'm an integrity guy. Mm. Like, I, I don't like this model of, here, I'm going to sell this to you. Oh, you didn't like it? Uh, too bad. Can I sell you something else? It's like, no, you didn't like it. That's my problem. Mm. And there was no brands in my industry that stood behind their products that way. So... I, I prayed about it and, and God just gave this to me in January, January 17th, 2005. He said, you're going to do it yourself. And if you listen to me and you do everything with integrity, I'm going to bless this thing way beyond what you can ever comprehend. So I was still this, just, I was a grinder and I'm like, oh, okay, God. And I obeyed that day. I registered the company that day. I was making phone calls. I had things in place and I remember, oh, taxing myself so hard those first couple years. I was ordering way too much. I don't know what I'm doing. Ordering way too much. The bill came due. I'm like, oh, oh, and just hustle. How you got to figure out, got to yes. figure it out. And uh, it, I mean, to sell like 30 or 50 grand in those first couple years, sure. And then it started to be like, oh, can I ma imagine 10,000 a month in sales? That would be so crazy. Here's what I'm gonna do. Whoa, 20 grand in a single month. I can't believe it. And then, you know, now we're into the millions in a month and it's like, oh, wow. but I just constantly, I'm going, God, like, thank you. Thank you for letting me witness this, that, that, like, and being used this way. It's crazy. It's so oh. much bigger than me, but the lives that we get to change it. Now yeah. I'm in this beautiful chapter in my life for the last few years where I'm like, how can I give back more? How can I help those next people coming up yeah. who are going to go through all those same things as me? If I can make that a little bit easier, instead of taking 18 years, what if you could do it in four years? I would love to be a part of that. Mm. It's even like spending time with you and like anything I can do to help you and your growth. Cause man, I know where you're going. I know where you're going to be. And I would love to be one of the key guys that you're like, no, this guy always believed in me. And he yeah. did so many things just to give me a shove in the right direction. And now I'm here and now I'm going to invite him on stage. Cause you know, he's right here in the audience still cheering me on the loudest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bro, that's that's who you are. You literally pour belief into people. And it's cool to know that before I was even, that uh, before I was even anything, like you were doing that. So it just connects all the dots on that. And your story is incredible. And it, it sounds like it was like a straight 
shoot up to where it is today. Like you said, you're doing millions a month. You got a warehouse that is freaking massive and beautiful and a culture, which I want to talk about culture. Mm. But was there any specific like sticking points, whether it's maybe that one where you said the bill came in and you had to get resourceful? Was there a point that you really thought that maybe this wasn't the right route or oh, yeah. like you're going to go under? Oh, bunch of times. I could give you I could give you a bunch, but I'll, I'll tell you my favorite story now is my COVID story. Those first few weeks of COVID were the scariest ever. Uh, so April of 2020. Yeah. So March, things started to shut yeah. down and everyone's going, oh, this, this seems real. And then April was this month where the world had no idea what was about to happen. Like, if you remember, people were like, I'm not spending a penny. Like, I don't know if, like, what's going to happen? People yeah. shoving money under their mattress. It was nuts. Our sales dropped 70%. There are very few businesses that can survive that. 70%. Now, I was totally going, God, I don't know what you've got in mind here. And maybe, hey, maybe you're going to take Magnum away. And I, you know what? I trust you. So I'm just going to, mm. I'm going I'm to ride this out. But I was at the same time having a bit of a pity party. Like, oh, maybe it's going to be so sad, Jake. And there was this moment that I was like, you know what? People are going to do really well. There's a lot of business people who will do really well in COVID. It's just, it will happen. Wait a minute. I'm not a freaking bench warmer. That's not what I do. I am that guy. I will be the guy that they talk about. Like, I don't know how he did it, but he did so well. I showed up the next day. I brought my executive in. And of course, as the leader, I had been pouring out that pity party on them as well. So they all come into the meeting. Mm -hmm. Oh no, it's, we're going to do okay. I was like, hey, that party stops today. And they're like, okay. And I said, you think companies aren't going to be growing during this time? Figure it out. We need to figure it out. You people are smart people. If you don't think you're smart enough, you can go. But I know you're smart enough. So let's go. Ideas now. And so right away, this is one of, again, one of my favorite moments. I was like, we have this huge warehouse because we just moved in. Just moved in, mm -hmm. which was that much more stressful. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness, yeah. God, I know you moved me into this place, but why now with these huge bills? Holy smokes. I was like, we have all this space. Get me renters. Get me something. Fill those shelves. And again, I saw every eye at the table go last. I'm like, are you guys kidding me right now? You think Purell, you think anybody who sells toilet paper isn't right this second going, we need warehouse space. The next day, I'm no lie, 24 hours went by. We had a new renter. They had so much, uh, it was a uh, probiotic gum. So everybody, anybody in the health field was starting to do well in this space because people were like, I need to be healthier. I need to be healthier. Yeah. This disease is only attacking the unhealthy people. I know that's not true, but that's what people were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so boom, next day, that was seven grand per month in rent. Wow. One person. And all of a sudden I bring those guys back. I say, see what can happen? 24 hours, look what happened. So tell me, what can you guys do in the next 48 hours? What can we do in the next seven days to change our path? And that was it. And now we all, what a beautiful experience because we were living way down here. Boom, we're up here. And like the blessings are coming because I was, I was just obeyed. And then I was just going, God, use me like this. Go, what, what else can you do through me? I just love witnessing it. I love having the front row seat. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I don't, I, I don't try to say this often, but I literally have full body chills. I love like, it. It's just, I feel it. I see it. I'm getting your energy. I'm sure you listening right now, you feel the energy. And I was just envisioning me being at that table. Like if you were the CEO 
uh, and and like I'm like seeing you as the, the leader and and seeing feeling that energy shift and be like oh crap like you know it, the the leadership rises and falls on the success of the company rises and falls on the success of the leader 100%. right and the energy of the leader yes. and the mindset of the leader and I just was like feeling that shift even as you share that so wow that is. It, that is what I talk about being resourceful yeah, and not thinking about your resources because your resources are depleted, but you got resourceful and you thought yeah. of a way. Yes. Bro, there has been so many pivots that happened in this COVID time. And I know many listeners have felt that. I felt that I had one of my toughest times in my business because at that time I was very little doing business consulting, but I was mainly online training for, for high level entrepreneurs. And it's, I felt those deep emotions when you said no one wanted to spend a dollar. Everyone stopped paying for their invoices. Everyone said, hold on. All of my, I, I was planning on, cause I was, I was investing myself. So I made some big investments for my growth. And, and then I was planning it because the income was going and the income completely dropped. It's like how you just had that giant warehouse. Yeah. And I was like in that moment of, I was also at pity parties. I was like, am I going to get past this month? Yeah. And, and it was the scariest thing I've ever felt. Um, in a business sense, but I overcame and found, got resourceful. So yes. I resonate so much with that. Now, hold on one second. Yes, we yes. Got, I want to go on to this mindset right yeah. now. Because to me, this is this ultimate filter. There's a few filters I put everything through in my life. But one of the number one is scarcity mindset versus abundance mindset. Mm. And so many things can just be plugged into these two things. You guys have heard about this before, but let's talk about it for a second. You and I were both in that scarcity mindset. Oh no, like we can't make money and oh, the world is closing in on me. Look how small my world is. And you can't, you won't succeed. There's, there's almost zero chance you're going to succeed when you've got this going on. Abundance mindset really opens things up. You need to recognize how huge this world is. And I'm recognizing this more and more every single day. When we have this scarcity mindset, yeah, well, how many people would buy my supplement? How many people will buy my services? How many people will invite me onto a stage? Do you know how many people are out there? There are so many billion dollar companies. So many, you think there's what, two? There's hundreds, there's thousands, there's tens of thousands. You think about the people who can afford your services, who might want your services. Oh, I don't know, there's like 12 or 14. 12 or 14? Times that by a couple million. That's how many people are out there. That's abundance mindset. Yeah. There's this wave of human beings. You just haven't tapped in. You haven't figured out a way. So figure out a way. This is the, oh, there's six people. There's only six people. There's so much out there. And it doesn't matter what business you're in. There's so many people who want you. And now, especially if you're in alignment. That means if you are doing what you are meant to do. Mm. I've also been in a position way back in my day where I was doing something I was not meant to do. I was, mm. I was selling pet food supplements for a while. And it was, it was the first time someone gave me a real opportunity because I was working my way into sweat equity into this business. I was going to earn 5 to 10% of this company. And the company was already worth enough that my share was worth over a million bucks. Wow. I was... 18, 19 years old. I couldn't even believe this opportunity, but I was not meant to sell pet supplements. <laughs> I, not, I was not put here to, it was less than two months on the job where I was like, well, this is what depression feels like. Mm. Like getting out of bed was like, I, I really don't want to get out of bed. That, that's how you can instantly change if, if you're not in alignment with who you're meant to be. What would you say to someone that feels like that right now getting out of bed? 
how would you properly direct them to make a shift to find that new route that even if they can't change the job yet or not able to, they could change something else? What would, yes. what would you say? Oh, I love that. That's a beautiful question. I'm going to caveat this by saying, hey, this isn't a one answer fits all. Like you might have some real other stuff going on. It, it, we're not necessarily talking about just your job. But let's assume you are that person. No, no, I know it's my job. Like everything else is good, man. I've got a good relationship. I'm good with my kids and stuff. But my job is so bad, I can barely get out of bed. Okay, now we're talking to you. You need to start working on your mindset. When you start reading the right books, listening to the right podcasts, like Ed Milet will change your life. Yeah. Ed Milet's podcast, these podcasts will change your life. Listen to this stuff. You might not agree with everything I say. You might not, you might not uh, relate to me. But there are nuggets that you just go, oh, that nugget I can do something with. That right there. All you need is one or two nuggets. I read books going, if I get one good nugget out of this, that nugget just changes your path slightly for life. Yes. If you apply it, you just need to apply it. So work on this mindset stuff. Mindset stuff is everything to me. The more I learn, the more I realize I know nothing. And I know 1% of 1% of 1%. Oh my goodness, can you imagine if I one day have 1% of 1%? Wow. So look into the mindset stuff, learn and the resourcefulness you talk about. All of a sudden you're going to open up your mind and go, wow, I know actually more people than I realize. I can tap into more things. Go to events. My boy has an event coming up. I'm going to be front row. I can't wait to be there. You need to be part of that. When he tells you to jump up and down, you say, yes, I'm jumping up and down. Yes, let's go. <laughs> you need to involve yourself. Get in there. Yeah. You you hear it over and over. People talk like this and they experience these things and you go, oh yeah, but that's for them. Why is it for us? Why is so it just true. for us? And you see those people start to rise and you're like, wow, that guy's doing really well, but that's not for me. That's not for me. That's bull. Yeah. What You're telling yourself a story. So honestly, one of my simplest mindset techniques that I start out with with everybody is what stories are you telling yourself that aren't serving you? We have so many stories that we tell ourselves that serve us zero. They mm. hold us back. You're, you're, you're locking yourself to, to your bed each day and going, well, I got to drag all the weight with me all day. Of course you're exhausted by 2 p.m. Of course you are. You've got all these things. And then even during the day, well, I'm not good enough for that. I'm not good enough. I don't have that voice. You got to silence that voice. But let's talk about story. Can we talk about story? Yeah, go. Continue, man. You're, okay. on a, you're on a freaking roll. So, <laughs> the energy's insane right now. <laughs> I want to tell you how easy it is to change your story. When I say you can just change your story, you can just change your story. Okay, I want to tell you the exact moment I changed my story. I was on a plane ride. Now, my father had a new family and he was gracious enough to bring me on this trip. In fact, it was to Maui. Oh, no way. Yeah. For those that don't know, I grew up and was raised in Maui. Yes. And uh, of course, like I was so poor, I, I couldn't even believe I'm going on a plane. Like this might've been my first plane ride in wow. a I, I don't, I don't remember. And so we're on this plane ride and now looking back on it, I know God spoke to me at this moment. And what he said was, hey, when you land, no one there knows that you're a loser. No one knows that you can't get a girl to look at you. No one knows that you're bullied. No one knows those things. So what if they just weren't true? So again, it was just a story. Mm. I was telling myself, no, I, I'm not good enough for girls because I get bullied and look at me and I'm too skinny and I'm this and we're, I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm not good looking enough. I'm not all these things. They're just stories and they're just here. And here's my proof of why they're not global truths. 
I landed and I just was a different guy. Shoulders back a little bit. Because you just go, okay, well, what would a confident guy look like? All right, confident guy is going to do this. Confident guy is not afraid to go talk to girls. Hey, how you doing? I'm Marcus. I immediately hung out with all the coolest kids. All the girls were drawn to me. Instantly. What had changed? Nothing had changed. I actually remember this one girl who we went on a date. <laughs> she's, she's laughing. She's holding my hand. She's like, you know what I can't, I can't understand about you? I'm like, what is that? She goes, you, you don't have a nice body. <laughs> what? I'm laughing so hard. But you are more confident than any guy oh, I've ever been around. Dude, confirmation. Right? Right there. It was unbelievable. Again, don't forget, 48 hours earlier, I was being picked on. I was a loser. I had all those things that were wow. said about me, I believe. And then I changed my story. And my life was forever different right mm. there. I changed my story. Mm. Now, next thing, this is a quick step two. And step two is so critical, so critical. You change your story. And then you try and go back to all the people in your life who don't want your story to change. Mm. No, I like getting drunk with you every night. Uh, this isn't going to change that. Oh, you're too good for us? Oh, you don't want to be around? You, you, you're better than me now? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> We're going to have to have a conversation. I am going places. My life has now changed. I would love for you to be part of it. I'd love for you to support me in this. But if you can't, you might be just in my last chapter, which I will forever be grateful that you were in that chapter. You have to have those conversations. Mm. Now, I want to caveat that by saying, I'm not telling you to go leave your wife or husband. That's not cool. It's not about that. Those are bigger conversations. But for the other people in your life, your five who you spend the most time with, mm. you have to have those conversations. You might have to move on. I had to move on from a lot of people. And I was so good with it because I'm like, I'm never going back to that guy I was. I didn't like my life at all. And now I love my life. And I don't even know where I'm going, yeah. but I know it's somewhere spectacular. So just change your story. So good. It's so this was when you first started and people can say, well, that's, you know, of course you went from something, nobody to something. But what about even today where you're mega successful, you know, now you're surrounding yourself, even you, you came to the Tony Robbins events yes. and I'm sure you're still at a $150 million global sales company. You're about to literally launch your book, speak on stages all over the world. Are you still doing those same things? Oh, I love it. 100%. Your story needs to be reevaluated every single day. Every one of us has multiple stories. This isn't just one big story. Sure, I changed my big story. But you have literally a million stories that you don't even realize you have. Oh, well, you know, because I have this color of hair, I can't do that. Because I weigh this much, uh, I, I shouldn't do those kind of things. Those are just stories. They're assumptions. Another word is assumption. I mm. love challenging assumptions. Assumptions are the worst thing and I try and remove all of them from my life. So it's the other question I ask myself, is that an assumption? Oh my goodness, mm. it is. So this idea of like, well, I'm doing, I'm doing good. Maybe I should just stay right here. Oh my goodness. Every taste I get of progress, that's real life. That's, that's real joy. I went to that Tony Robbins, that set me on a whole new, put, rocket boosters on my back and I'm like, why, why is that though? Was it, was it, and I'm sure it's many different things, but I want you to highlight it. Was it because of the people? So now you got around different level of minded people. Mm. Was it because of actually Tony and his trainings? Was it the energy? Like what was the biggest thing for you that I think put the rocket boosters? Oh, on? I think all of that is a yes. I think I really trust Tony and I, I trust this process. 
I, I know that we're not using 1% of 1% of 1% of our minds. I know it. That, that, that idea of, oh, we use 10% of our brains, I think that's bull crap. Here's, here's actually the most perfect example of why I know that's the case. You know about the fire walk with Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. The fire walk is something you absolutely can't explain other than going, we are not using any of our brains. For, for almost two hours, he mentally prepared us that we're gonna walk across these coals. If you guys don't know, a hot, hot stove, as hot of a stove as you ever touched, they went and you instantly burned and oh my goodness, that's gonna be painful forever. That's 600, maybe 625 degrees. These coals were a minimum 2000 degrees, minimum. We walked yeah, that's across legit. them. That's legit, I've done it a couple of times. <laughs> we walked across them for 12 feet, was it 12 feet? Yeah, four four steps at least, like so two of each foot. Oh, so okay. it's like you're getting on the coals. You're getting on the coals and you walk slow. This is not like, ah! yeah. he was like, you you try and go too fast, you're gonna hurt yourself. Yeah. So just <laughs> mentally, we surrounded our foot somehow, yeah. surrounded the foot with protection, walked across 12 feet of burning hot coals without a single scar, without a single ounce of pain. How do you explain that other than your brain can do things a billion times bigger than we think we can do? Yeah. And so just constantly recognizing that, opening it up and going, what you think you know, you don't know. So you would say being in that environment, it's a whole mix of everything, but it allowed you to realize maybe in your past environments, you were kind of the big fish, Mm. knew it all. You're kind of the big honcho, but now you got into this other space. Now you're like, there's a whole new world of learning, a whole new world of growing. And then most importantly, I know this is for me, whole new world of people that not only I could build friendships with, I could do business with, I can learn from like it's, it's that was that way you're kind of like going to hundred percent. The environment was so incredible, amazing people, but also the physiology, also the fact that this is a full immersion. Yes. People, I'm so big into the full immersion. That means, you know, you can't just go for, Oh, I'm going to go for an hour class. I'm going to go for a 30 minute class. Those are great. Don't get me wrong. Those are great. But let's say you wanted to do 24 hours of that and you do it one hour per week for 24 weeks. You're going to do some good. You're going to do some change. But what if for two days you did that same amount in Mm -hmm. just two days? You're fully engulfed in it. That is where you break down so many barriers. All these things that you're like, no, well, hey, I've only got, I'm going to, I got my next thing. I got to think about this. I got to pick up the kids. I got to do all these. Or you leave all that behind and you're just like, this is all I'm doing. I'm going to change today. You get that full immersion. There's lots of opportunities for these full immersions. Got one coming up. Dude, with my boy Jake. <laughs> you're literally you setting me up over. I feel like I've never done this before. I feel like I have to plug in a little ad for my event over here. Like, <laughs> full I'm immersion. You, be there. I'll be there with you. I'll be the first one jumping up and down. And I love that encouragement. And I'm just yeah. going to go back to something you said uh, earlier, really quick. I have this belief in people, and it's a hundred percent certainty. If you're listening to this, I don't know who you are and it doesn't matter. I'm 100% certain you are capable of a million times whatever Mm. you're doing right Mm. now. Whatever you think is your limitation, oh, it's just above where I am, Marcus. That is absolute bull. There's no limit. And I would love to be the person shoving you from behind going, reach higher, go. Let's do this together. I love being part of that. (laughs) Holy crap. 
<laughs> Bro, your energy is insane. I knew it was, in, and it's yeah. Once again, I don't want to say insane. It's incredible. I, I've, there's certain words I try to avoid because it's not insane. It's incredible. It's amazing. <laughs> and um, I knew you were high energy, but this is on a different level. And if someone that's listening right now is not feeling this and getting charged, then there's there's something that's blocking that. Mm-hmm. We got to work on that. But what we're gonna do, I think we're gonna do this. Is I'm I'm gonna share just because you talked about immersive events so much. We're going to do a little quick ad for people to listening because this is a live in-person ad. I've never done this before. Yes. But February 4th or 5th, where are you going to be? Where are you going to be? Are you going to be in the cold lands of where you live, maybe the boring lands? Or are you going to be in Newport Beach, California? Oh, yeah. Right on the ocean. Beautiful Vea Marriott Hotel. It's stunning. Right next to Fashion Island so you can let your kids shop there. But most importantly, we're having a two-day immersive event. Everything you just talked about there, yes. we're doing that. It's called the Optimizing Influence Workshop. If you know my significant other, my better half, Miss Emily Ford, she is going to be training with me. It is me and her taking you through a two-day immersive training that if you are in sales, you're in leadership, you are someone that is looking to not be the cringy salesperson. Maybe you have a sales team and they don't really understand the full process of sales. Take them here. Bring your team. We have literally real estate teams, financial teams. We have like so many network marketers, so many investors coming in because it's everything literally he described. I wanted to model that and create that. And we did it in October. It was fantastic. People loved it. And now we're having one here February 4th to 5th. So if you come and you come through this link, we'll put the link in the show notes. It's jakehavron.com slash event. We'll also have a special discount code that you can use. It is limited. It's Jake 20, 20% off any tickets, right? It's not crazy. Multiple thousand dollar tickets. Don't worry, right? You're going to be able to have an option to come, whether you want to be a VIP, we get to hang out after at the after party, or you just come and, and get the, the general admission diamond ticket. Come experience something of what he's talking about. Come experience Emily. Come experience these amazing people. Come network with Marcus, who's going to be there yes. as well to meet him. So jcavron.com slash event. That's down in the show notes with the code Jake20. I felt like I just had to share that, man. You, you had to. You I like you literally set it up. And I mean, it's a disservice if I don't share that. On I, that. I fully agree. And I want you to know there's so much value when you come to these. So much value. Yeah. Even if you're not a salesperson, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're doing, what business you're in you will grow. You'll grow in your confidence. You'll grow in your understanding. You'll grow with your mindset. It's, it's going to be an incredible experience. I can't wait for it. Yeah, I'm so man. choked that I missed your last event. I, I, I actually think I'm going to forever regret that no, that's because all good. just wanting to be there with for the, you for, from for the day gen- one. For the Genesis. Yes. That's what I call it. The Genesis. But I am, I'm in your corner, bro. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so now that we shared that, I, I do want to go back to when you were talking about your leadership with Deering uh, the COVID times. Yes. And I want to talk a little more tactical because there's two questions. Number one is you built this from ground up and now you're the CEO and all that. So I want to hear your identity of the CEO. Like, did you, like, how come you stayed CEO and maybe you could have been a founder and hired someone? Did you see yourself in that position? Cause mm. some people are made to be CEO. Some are not right. Yeah. It's, it's a totally different game when you're actually running a legit business. Mm. Everyone likes to call themselves a CEO. I did call myself a CEO too, but there is nothing similar to running a team of 20 plus people like in, in, in athletes all over the world. So that's question number one. Uh, and then after that, I would love to hear the dynamics of how you run 
like meetings and such. So like, mm. for example, in COVID, was it daily meetings? You're meeting with the exec team? Mm. Is it weekly on normal occasions? Like, what does that look like? Great questions. So yeah, I, I thought about it at times wanting to give the reins over to somebody else and, and I don't know, do big, bigger picture stuff or whatever. Now, remember, I came at this, you know, in my early 20s and I'm not pretending I'm the smartest guy in the world. So I'm trying to figure this stuff out as I go. All the times I tried to put somebody else in that bigger power position, I just felt like they were missing the love. Mm. And I mean, this is, this is one of the most dangerous things as an entrepreneur to know that no one's going to love your baby as much as you love your baby. And so there was a little bit of that going on. And just, you know, I live with a lot of passion too. So now we're talking about love, we're talking about passion. I want to, I want somebody to show up every day. Uh, yes. I would have never expected any of that passion just the past <laughs> hour. <laughs> so I, I really struggled with that. Plus I, I built this team and I built this culture of my company on this, mm. on this passion. And like I sit in, in every interview, like I don't, well, not every interview. I let them interview their way up to me. And when, when I sit on the final interview, no one's allowed to join this team until they've heard me speak until I know that you're aligned with us. Are you going to be reading books? What book are you reading right now? I do a book club with my team. Like I pay them to read books and then sit and talk about what we're going to learn. That stuff is so valuable because I want to see the growth in each of them. Mm. If you're not into personal growth, this is not the right building for you. You will be holding back every single person here and the business. So, so I've set the stage at every, every point now to go, oh yeah, someone else is leading the team. I just saw that as possible tragedy. <laughs> Again, fair enough. Not necessarily the way you're probably not the way you're supposed to think as an entrepreneur, but for me, it just, I, I love giving. And so this is my tight crew and I pay them to listen to me. So what better audience? <laughs> and so, yeah, I show up every day still with, with that fire in my belly and, and just trying to lead them to, to grow. And yeah. one of the other beautiful changes that happened during COVID is I've changed my management style. I really empower. That's my mm. big thing. I love empowering my team. Like, oh, so what decision do we have to make? Okay, what would you do? Okay, then that's what we're doing. And they're like, uh, but are you sure? And it's like, well, you said, didn't you say that that's the right move? Did you think about it mm. long enough? Did you go on different pathways? Okay, then that's what we're doing. Even if there's going to be a mistake, I'm fully okay with that. And that was such a beautiful transition for me because I've tried that at times in the past. We said, oh, yeah, that's a real mess you made here. Uh, it's okay. I, uh, I'll make the decision next time. This is like, no, it's okay. It, it didn't work out. What did you learn from that? Well, I, I wish I had done this a bit more and that a bit more. Okay, that's excellent. Good. So you learned a ton from it. Great. What's the next decision you have to make? Well, I don't want to make it. Oh, yeah, you're definitely making mm. it. Now you're making it more than ever. Wow. I, I'm just going to listen. And wow, have these people risen. The people around me have grown so much. It's so beautiful. And the, the, now they're also recognizing, oh, my goodness, if he's making us make these decisions, I have to read more of these books. I have to work on my mindset mm. more because I am in charge now. He's putting me in charge. That I love. Wow. Yeah. Such a great tactical idea of empowering uh, your, your people. And it's, and I could say this on my side is it is tough because you do want to control things because yeah. you will always do things better. And because if you're the best at it, you will be doing the best. But if you are expecting people to be just like you, then it's, then it's tough because then you'll say, ah, oh, I could have done that instead. Or, but then that's not a team. You're, you're a solo one man band. Yep. 
And my, my philosophy that I've learned is that if they can even do up to 80% of what you're capable of, mm-hmm. then that's pretty good delegation. You yes. can aim for more, but don't expect them to do 100%, be perfect just like you. And then some people are like, oh, they're not doing it. And like, how much have you onboarded them? How much have you trained them? Yeah. How much have you really taught them that exact yes. thing that you've taken months to learn? And you expect them to learn it in two weeks? That's right. So your approach on that of how you say, well, what would you do? And not making them feel bad, you know, make them learn. Uh, it's a very powerful approach people need to hear. So yes. thank you for sharing that. One more thing, because yeah. you just lit something up for me. Yeah, that yeah. I love. Dude, we're bantering, man. Yeah. So if you believe that what you're doing in that high position is the 100% best use of your time, then stay. You don't need to empower them. You don't need to do all those things. If you believe, but I would be willing to bet if we talk to 10 CEOs, 10 high up managers who are listening to this, not one of them would go, no, that's not the best use of mm. my time. I sh- this brain is capable of more. I should be doing more. Awesome. You think that by not saying no over here, you're not saying no to anything. You absolutely are. You're saying no to that valuable stuff, that use for your brain that's way up here. You're saying no to it because you're saying yes to this stuff down here. That was so powerful for me. And that where this should really trigger you to recognize how you're spending your time. How many of us spend too much time on social media? Come on, be honest. We spend so much time. So if you have a limit that you're like, no, 30 minutes, that's all I should do. Okay, when you spend that extra hour on there, that's one hour that Mm. you could have been paying Mm. somebody, what, 17, $20 to be doing for you. You are now worth 17 to $20 for your hours. That is offensive to me. Mm. And that that hurts me here to go, oh yeah, I'm not doing that. Now that's one example, that's social media. Yeah. But how about all those things that you should be giving, you should be delegating, you should be empowering somebody else to do. Now you can go do the million dollar stuff, the million dollar hour per hour mm. ideas. That's where my brain should be. I'm not saying no to that. I'm saying no to this. I can say no to this because I can say yes to you being in charge of it and you being in charge of it. Yeah, what do you think? Excellent, go for it. Did you really put some thought into it? Could you put more thought into it? Okay, put more thought into it, then bring it back to me. That's how you get up here and yeah. you you open up more time for up here. And this is, goes back to, I know we're kind of jumping different no, things. this is great. But this, this is, is also great. that self-sabotage that a lot of people run into, which is, yeah, it should be, but, but, but deep down I go, this is, I, I can't even believe I'm at this level. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah no, I should, do, I'll do some of that filing. I'll do some of the social media stuff. We self-sabotage because we don't even believe we're supposed to be mm. here. This is again where these mm. immersive weekends open up your mind to go, what? What a ridiculous limiting belief. This story I've told myself that oh, $120,000 a year. I can't even believe I'm making that. I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to ruin it. I'm not worth more than that. It's like, whoa, what if you were, what if I told you for certain, I know you're worth a million dollars per year. What, I don't want to get, I don't want to scare you. I actually know you're worth more, but what if let's start at a million? What things do you need to change? How do you need to change your mindset to get past the 120, mm. to get to the 200 and then go, oh my goodness. Yeah. Now I can see the mill. You got to stop putting these limiting beliefs and allowing them to rule your life. Stop the self-sabotage. Start recognizing where you're doing it, which stories you have that are stopping you from growing. Amazing. Love it. 
I want to share with you uh, this. I call it my the one-time principle. Mm. And what my one-time principle is, if you can do something one time, it sets a new standard. I'm such a big fan of this. We create habits so quickly these days. You know, you sit in front of a TV for four hours straight, like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I did that. Now you've set a new standard. You set this new limit in your head. I can sit on the couch for four hours watching TV, no problem. Oh my goodness, dangerous, negative habit mm. to create. But I always watch for the way to do this positively. So how many of you have ever been on a flight that's been delayed, you're sitting on the plane, you're locked in this box, and you start to lose your mind pretty quick. And you start to go, oh man, it's digging into my vacation, and uh, uh, is it too warm, is it too cold? What food are they gonna serve you? All these crazy negative thoughts start coming in and all of a sudden, where are you? You're in a terrible negative state. So yesterday morning, it's snowing hard in Vancouver and I'm coming to LA. Now I happen to be coming to LA because I'm gonna be going to have dinner at Alex Rodriguez's house. You might know him as A-Rod. I'm, I'm very excited. He's a big businessman. I'm just excited to be around him, mm -hmm. his energy. Mm -hmm. I love being around people who have experienced crazy experiences in life. So that, that, was, that was really um, a, a, an exciting thing for me to, to get on this plane. And then this plane was snow delayed and delayed and delayed. But it, right getting onto the plane, I was like, I'm going to set myself a new standard. This is gonna be my one time. I'm using the one time principle. And now this isn't just like optimistic talk, like uh, at least I still have my health. No, I was like, no, I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna see if I can stay in a perfect state the whole time. Why? Because mm -hmm. when I get off this plane, I want to be in a perfect state. When I go hang out with Alex Rodriguez tonight, I wanna be in this unbelievable state so he gets my energy, so mm. he feels the true Marcus. You can't get this energy if you're like, the traffic, oh, I can't believe I have, you won't get it. Yeah. So, two hours go by and I'm like, did a check-in on myself. I'm like, no, I'm doing actually really great. I'm really enjoying this. I, 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 I planned for this. I've got all my food with me. While other people are starting to freak out, you hear people on their phone, oh, we're gonna miss our cruise. We're gonna miss our cruise. What did you do? And I'm like, oh, that, that would be so crappy. I'm good, I'm good. Four hours go by, mental, still doing real good. Hey, I wonder what kind of shows do we have on this entertainment system here? S over six hours delay just sitting on the tarmac. Oh, dude. And I'm sitting there going, I'm, I'm getting almost, I, I was, I was getting in a better mood the longer I was doing it. Why? Because I'm like, you freaking champion. How did you, how are you still in a good mood? Yeah. And I know very well, everybody else is. I'm loving it. And then finally we're, we're, we're getting de-iced. We're, we're gonna go and I'm like, okay. Now I start going, I'm supposed to be there at six. This, plan's gonna, this plane is gonna land sometime around five. So there's almost no chance I'm gonna get there for six. Not gonna bother me. I'm just gonna stay in this positive state. Again, let's see if I can make this my one time. This will be my new benchmark. Long, long story long. Uh, I show up, I'm 30 minutes late. I was texting, hey, this is what's happening. And I showed up 100% Marcus. 100% actually, sorry, one last little piece of this just to make sure the story was phenomenal and I'll never forget it. I'm, you know, I've been in a plane for now nine hours and I'm not feeling like looking necessarily the best. Now I'm in the LA airport, almost fully disrobed. 
I'm shaving in the LA airport mirror. I'm washing, I'm getting dressed and I walk out of there. I'm like, I feel, and I look like a million bucks. And I showed up hundred percent ready. Wow. It was this amazing night. I'll never forget the stories, the, the discussions that we had, the business that we got to talk about. Yeah. Why? Because I showed up hundred yeah. percent because I wanted to do that one time. And that one time principle, just watch for it. Every single day you can do this. Every single day you can go, you know what? Traffic pisses me off every single day. Okay, what if one time, just one time, traffic's not gonna bother me. Mm. I'm gonna do whatever, okay, think it through. What do you have to do? Okay, well, I guess if I played like my favorite music, great, have your favorite, make a playlist, make it your favorite music. Oh my goodness, I'm freaking jamming to these tunes. Screw trap, this is great, man. I'm listening to great music. Do whatever you have to do. And then it's just one time, it's like, okay, I can drive to work without getting pissed. And then watch, how was your day that day? Oh, it was way better, of course it was. You didn't go, oh, stupid traffic. No, oh, I'm actually doing so great today. How are you today? And all of a sudden you brought this beautiful energy. Watch how much it changes your whole environment. And I know I'm talking to a lot of leaders out there. You come in like this, what does your team do? Mm, this is gonna be a bad day because the boss is having a bad day. No. I want to make sure I'm always that person elevating things. Oh, you're having a rough day? Not around me, you're not. And I want to elevate those people. Wow, I'm sorry, I went on a rant. I just going to give you a, a round of applause <laughs> for... <laughs> I hope if you're, if you're listening to this audio, please go watch the YouTube. Search up the same title. You need to see this man's facial expressions <laughs> and his animations. It is, it is, it is seriously impeccable. Like, it... it it's it's what makes you who you are. It's you. so good, and it sells the story more, and it makes it more visual. And um, this one time concept, I really do like that. It's definitely something I'm sure you're gonna have in your book, or you're gonna yes. be training on. But hey, now you have a new story with A Rod to yes. put in that. And stories help to drive deeper the concept, the tool that you teach, the yes. lesson. You know, if you just teach lessons, but without the actual story, they don't stick as much. So people won't be forgetting that lesson now that they have that A-Rod story in the back of their head. It's so good. Man, this has been uh, so amazing. And there's a couple more things I want to talk about. Um, and it's crazy. We, I think we've been going over an hour already. And it's like feels like 10 minutes. Oh, my goodness. It does. Like, I'm just 10 I'm sitting here just enjoying this moment because you are taking over. I want you to go into this idea of culture. Because yes. your company, the way you've set it up, the culture is phenomenal. I see it. I hear it. I feel it. Um, and let's be real. There's going to be very few people listening to this that are at a size company of you and where you're at right now. But that culture didn't start now in this current time. It actually probably started on day one, maybe when you had one person working for you, maybe even yourself. What would you say about culture? Some tips, some tactical strategic this is a strategic life podcast so strategic tips yes for someone that maybe even has just one to even a couple people working with them yes. how would you build culture what's some tips on that okay love it so culture i think is so critical and it is a huge reason why we are what we are today the success that we've experienced it's because we've developed this beautiful culture uh where people are all there with the same goal I think they all have to know the why. That's so critical. Why are we doing this? If it is just like, well, we're here to make money, that's gonna to be tough to get people behind you. Unless, I mean, there are certain situations, I'm sure Wall Street does really well for that. You wanna make money? Well, we make money, let's mm -hmm. go. Different culture, 
there's not a lot of businesses that I think we're speaking to right now where that's, that's what we're looking for for culture. I wanted to make sure more than anything, I had a place that I liked coming to. I want to come to work every day and enjoy my time there. And culture has to be thought of with everything you do. A lot of people, they think of culture, okay, it's just this one component. We're going to put it over here and over here is this and over mm. here. No, no, mm. culture is throughout. And it took me years and years. Uh, you know, you say, was it there from day one? I, I'm sure a piece of it was, of course, because it's, it's ingrained in who I am, but it's only been the last two to three years. You know, it takes one person to spoil your culture. So it's so critical in the interviewing process. Our number one thing now in interviewing, the very first interview, I actually put them with my highest culture person on the team. Doesn't even matter if they're in the same department, none of it. Let me know if this person's a culture fit. Mm. That's Ooh, it. That's such a good tip. That's it. That's all there I'm is actually, to it. I'm going to do something just like that because yep. of what you just said. And here's the beautiful thing. You actually weed out so many people. Yeah. How about the people who are like, what's this person interviewing? There's some low-level person at this company interviewing me. How dare you? Oh, perfect. Yeah, you don't belong in my company. Yeah. If you're too good for this, wrong guy. Wow. And you split it now real easy of these people aren't about culture. Like zero sense of humor, zero this, zero that. Now, that might not be yours. That's just our culture. Like we have to have a sense of humor. And so it's over here. And so we ask ridiculous questions like... Um, uh, which animal would you like to fight if you could choose one animal? <laughs> and how would the fight go? Oh. And you just get these amazing answers. And, and, and people are like, wait, one animal? Yeah, one animal. And, it's, you, and, and what I'm looking for also, I want to hear it's a pretty even fight. So tell me, what, what animal are you in a pretty even fight with? And they're like, holy smoke. And you get, and that's just it. You're taking people off guard. And then they come up with these wild answers. And then my staff goes, they're good. You should yeah. interview these people. Now they're also prepared for the interview with me that you think I'm having some stuffy interview? No. Now you get a taste of what our company is about and they're mm. just like a little more relaxed and like, hey, I got to tell you that interview was ridiculous. That's so awesome. That's what we do here. Mm. And now I get them mm. talking about. So in the interview, here's the other thing. This is so critical. I've learned so much. There's so much value in the interview because I'm setting the stage for accountability the whole time. Hey, we talked about it in the interview. You said you were a go-getter. You said you read books. Why are you telling me now you're not reading books? Like that, that was, you know, that was a prerequisite. I see. I wouldn't have asked you in the interview if it wasn't important. So can you read? Like, are, are you going to start reading again? No, I just, I'll be honest. I'm not really a reading guy. Okay. I don't know what else you lied to me in the interview about. This is, what happens is this conversation instantly gets people going, yeah, this is not the right company for me. I get people quitting like that, which is wow. perfect. You're saving wow. me the time, you're saving me the headache, and you're saving the culture from dropping because you're in the building. But the other way is also true. The people are like, oh my goodness, yeah, I totally read all the time. I love that. This is the book I read. These are the authors I like. And it's like, okay, awesome. You get it. And my favorite employees, like here's my one of my favorite examples, my um, uh, director of operations, John. When he was listening to me ask these questions, you see his eyes going like this. He's like, this can't be the company. There can't be a company like this. this is you're telling me you're going to pay me to be part of a book club? I'm like, yeah, that's what we do here. Are you serious right now? Like, I could see him lighting up like, I'll be here forever. And I'm like, yes, wow. that, that's what I want. That's what I'm looking for. And he is, he's a, such a stud. And he brings the culture up every day, single day. Because he's like, don't you guys realize the culture we have here? 
You don't take it for granted. You have to be part of it. Don't, don't make us drag you. Be part of it. And now when you get people like mm. that, leaders like that, how does that not elevate everybody? And yeah, there's people who are, you know, maybe having a bad time in their life or whatever. It's like, can we help you get through that? Yeah. Do you, do you want to stay in that spot or can we help you? And we have this, we have this really cool thing. And I'm sorry, I didn't share this earlier. We have this really cool thing where, again, in the interview, I talk about that our building is a safe space. If you come in with the clouds over your head, people are going to notice it right away. And here's the thing. Even when people are coming in for the interview, they're not that in the building that long. They're like, this is a super positive environment. It's like the sun is shining inside the building. (laughs) And the sun ain't shining too much in uh, Canada. So it's true. That's, a, like, that's a phenomenon right there. You can't miss it. So they already know it. And I go, if you come in with rain cloud, we're all, you're, wow. you're going you're gonna to rain on everybody. Everybody's going to know it. We have a protective space here. Mm. Here's one of the coolest things. And I always reference it to being on stage. So I was an actor when I was very young. And when I was on stage, it didn't matter if my dog had just died or grandma's in the hospital. Whoever I'm playing on stage, they don't have a grandma. They don't have a dog that's mm. dying. Their dog's doing great. So what do you get to do on that stage? You get to forget about that for a few hours. It's not disgracing the situation. It's not being rude or disrespectful to grandmas in the hospital. But it's it's being respectful to, to what my gifting is and who I'm supposed to be today. Mm. If I come through like this today, how much am I going to get done? How much am I going to impact the world? How much am I going to change lives? If I can leave that at the door and show up all the way, I'm showing up here. I will impact the world today. I will impact every life I touch. Mm. That's who I get to have people coming in the door as. They get to be that version of themselves. So no matter what you have going on, you get to leave it at the door. This is our protected space. It's a gift to you. Mm. That's a hard concept for people to get right away, but it takes them less than a couple of weeks to go, I totally get it. Yeah. I was having troubles this morning. I decided, I chose, I stayed in the car for five minutes and I encouraged them. Hey, stay in the car for five minutes. Think about in that building, I'm bringing the best version of myself. I'm leaving my junk in the car. It's going to be right there for me when I go home. Having a fight with your wife in the middle of a divorce, some crappy stuff that people have to go through. But why would you choose to bring that? I'm going to lug this into the work today and I'm going to share it with everybody and poison everybody. No, I'm going to leave that in the car. It's going to be right there for me. And wow, I'm free to be me today. I have to, I get to leave all my baggage there and I'm going to light mm. up the world. So many nuggets. And that was phenomenal advice on, on culture. And I love that. And if you're not taking notes right now, take notes. Okay. This is, and, and listen, re-listen to these parts to hear the verbiage because verbiage is everything. Once you can model it, you know, mm. role play and sales, especially is one of the most powerful things. But I'm like playing through what you're, how you're describing to people. Hey, I thought, you know, you mentioned on your, your interview that you read books, like, and then you call them out. Like some people are so afraid to do that, yeah. but it's such a good example. And I just want to add in one thing for this. And you can go in after that is some of you, most of you probably have virtual uh, teams, right? You have, whether it's your downline, whether you have uh, people that are just working for you, but they're all over the place and you're doing Zooms. This isn't any different. Don't discredit yourself thinking yeah. because they're in this environment in a physical location. It's the same thing when you are in your Zoom rooms and when you are holding conversations on a call. How are you showing up every day? How yes. are you setting the stage? I mean, all of these things he's teaching here is the same exact thing. Just do not think that because it's in a physical building, it's anything less than. Oh, you have anything you want to add on that? Great advice. You know, my final piece that I would add to this is 
Remember what piece of the culture you bring. We, I, I think it's human nature to just take it for granted. Like, well, I'm in this thing and it's bigger than me, so I, I won't even affect it. That's, that's a lie. That's a story we're telling. Mm. Here's a new story. I impact the culture. And especially, I know I'm talking to a lot of high achievers here and managers and leaders and CEOs. You're, you direct the culture more than anybody else. So recognize that. How will you show up today? You need to take five minutes in the car. You're the one who needs to take a pause and go, what baggage can I leave here on this passenger seat? And what do I want to bring in with me? Mm -hmm. And you show up every day. You are the one to change the culture. And feel free to talk about it. Talk about it. Grab your key guys who are like, I'd grab this guy. I'd grab Jake. And I'd be like, Jake, you and me are going to change the culture today. So I need you to bring it all the way. Can you bring that for me? Mm. People love that challenge. Jake, what would you say to me if I said that to you? If, Come if on, I, man. I've been doing it already. Where right? you, where you been? Let's go. Okay. <laughs> well, can we do 10% more together? Of course. Let's go. Okay. Let's do 10% more today. Yeah. Let's, let's bring it all the way. And let's watch for the opportunities to bring it even further. And call me in. If you're in a spot where you're like, this is freaking great over here. Get over here. Call me in. I want to be part of that. And watch what happens. All of a sudden, it starts lifting everyone else. And then someone else is like, what's going on with you two guys mm. today? Can I be? Hey, would you like to be part of it too? What we're doing is we're going to go 10% higher. Can you go 10% higher? Yeah, I'll do 10% more. And you just, all of a sudden, you got this lift. The whole building starts elevating. Wow. So good. Um, on the culture factor, there's something that's very special. And you actually shared this in front of A-Rod. We were sitting at, uh, and by the way, this was how how amazing you are is that I saw uh, Marcus yesterday. We weren't planning to work out the day before this podcast. And we worked out the morning of this podcast, but I saw him at the gym. And I was like, dude. And so I talked and he's like, hey, by the way, he was like, um, you know, this guy, A-Rod, he's like working out with us. You should come by. And I was like, amazing. Like, you know, I, I was so grateful that you did that. And we ended up working out together and we got lunch together, literally the four of us, him and, and Jack, uh, Jacqueline. And, um, one of the things that was so special sitting at that, that table for an hour, just the four of us talking was when you were talking about your company and talking about how you do business and how you run your leadership, you said that even though there's people of different beliefs and different faiths, mm. your faith and what you believe in, you're not afraid of it. And you still hold space for prayer every time at the meeting. Yeah. Can you share on that? Cause that's yeah, very of special. Of course. Now I need to be real careful here to explain to people. Man, I don't even know if it's legal. <laughs> the way that people talk about it these days and the first times I was, I was doing it, I was a little bit afraid. Yeah. But then I just, I prayed on it and God was like, this is what I want you to do. Yeah. So I'm okay, if God's telling me to do it, if he's going to take my, if I'm going to have my business taken away from me because I'm praying, man, that is literally the best way to have my business taken yeah, away Yeah, that's a stage me. story right yeah, there. I'm all about that. But uh, most likely he's going to, he's just going to use it for something special. And so I called and I, I emailed out and I said, hey, it's a non-mandatory prayer meeting. If you do not have to come, feel zero pressure to come. But again, remember that people already know me. I've never hide the fact that I'm Christian. I, I bring it up actually in the interview as well. How do you bring that up really quick? I, I just throw it on the table. I'm like, hey, I just want you to know I'm a Christian man. I take that very serious. Mm. Uh, God gave me this business. He's always directed this business. I'm telling you this because if you're uncomfortable around Christians, I just want you to know. I'm mm. not going to not hire you because you're not Christian. I have lots of non-Christians who work here. So that's not the Oof. issue. But 
you need to know because if you're uncomfortable, you're going to be uncomfortable every day. You're going to quickly see me as, oh, this Christian guy. And it's, and if you take offense to it, you don't want to be here. You won't last here. You, you'll, your life is going to be horrible because my happiness will probably offend you at some point. So I put it right there on the table right from day one. It never ceases to amaze me how like my whole staff shows up every time. I got lots of non-Christians. I got wow. people of other faiths and they show up for the prayer. Why? Because they can see the power that this prayer. And when we're getting together for prayer, we're, we, we have like, uh, we have athletes who have struggled with cancer, lost their um, significant other, um, children in the hospital. We get together and we're praying for these people. That's so powerful. That's so beautiful. This isn't just like, dear God, please give us an extra million dollars today. Amen. Ferraris for everybody. What's up? No, this is, this is, we're really going into prayer. We're calling prayer together because we need prayer. People in our lives need prayer. And then when people are like, hey, can we also, I, this is so beautiful, Jake. Mm. Love it when they're like, hey, do you mind praying for this, by the way? Something I'm, something I'm dealing with right now or whatever. I'm like, yeah, of course I'll pray. You don't, ah. I just, I'm not there yet. No, no, no problem. Yeah, I'd love to pray for that. Yeah, I want to pray for Jake, blah, 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 blah. How do, how do you handle that with, uh, um, do you have them send in prayer requests? Is it just they come up and tell you? Like, what's the, the system to that to allow that to expand? That's beautiful. I mean, you can use so many different systems. Yeah. I'm, I'm such an open door policy It's guy, just that people come imagine. up and ask. People just come up to me. That's and, awesome. And I don't, I, they, they know me well enough to know what I'm going to even do. Like, I'm not going to be like, hey, everybody. Jake over here has got problems. Like, <laughs> no, no, it's, you know, and, and oh, so it's, I, I make sure people are coming. And I know prayer is a very sensitive thing for people. Yes, and yes. so, yeah, we pray, but I can't, they also know me and they know my alignment and they know my integrity. I can't do Marcus without God. Yeah. There is no Marcus without God. So if it's prayer time, they recognize like this is, part of the deal. Like mm. the reason why Magnum has grown absolutely mm. every year, except for COVID, but then right back to growth. That's, that's not Marcus. That's not, Ooh, I'm such a good businessman. It's because God's got his hand on the company and he guides me. And so of course I have to give it back to him. So this is the most beautiful thing. Now when we have a new product launch coming in, first time the product's in the building, we all come, we actually lay hands on the product because this is a product that people are going to ingest. They're putting it in their bodies. I want not only for them to be safe and healthy, but also that, that somehow that they feel this extra love that's being poured into this thing. So when they take these products, they're like, I don't know why yes. I feel extra yes. special today. I can, I feel extra healthy. There's something going on that's extra special. And there is literal, and it's so beautiful you say this, is this is where it just even actually backed my faith more. But even if you're struggling with your faith right now, there is literal science that proves exactly what yes. you do, that when you... For example, just the, the simple the simple study uh, is by I believe uh, correct me if I'm not wrong uh, is a Japanese doctor not able to get his name but he basically did a study where he gets water gets a placebo cup basically regular water regular cup regular cup regular water the only difference is he writes the word love on the cup oh wow and then he goes under a magnifying glass could see the water molecules because everything everything is structured in a certain way. This is all jumbled, the regular water. There's beautiful structure 
that always is symmetrical to that word love. And he, he, you could do it multiple times, same exact water source, everything. And so it structures, but then you could also write the word hate or you could, ex he has oh, where people yes. express emotions over that water yes. and it's hate or anger and they're expressing that. It literally makes the water either very discombobulated or yeah. beautiful symmetry, which is how it affects our internal system. So when you pray over food, not only is it a spiritual alignment because there is a spiritual realm, but you literally are affecting the physical manifestation mm. of what is happening in that food because everything is molecules. Yeah. The food has water and has atoms in it. So literally what you're doing is so beautiful and it's so empowering. But I challenge every person to pray over your food, even if you don't have a spiritual connection yet. Do it because you know that just putting gratitude, which is usually what prayer comes down to is gratitude yes. and love your food will be of a higher frequency yeah. and it will be better absorbed and it could cause a lot of healing within you. That is so freaking amazing you do that. When you said that too, well, you mentioned that to A-Rod that you pray over the, the supplements. I was like, bro, that is like, that's, that's just so powerful. With that, has there been, um, has there been people that you've saved because of this experience in your company? That's an awesome question. And the truth is yes. So, uh, God called me, uh, early in COVID and he said, you're going to do an alpha at work. Um, an alpha, if you don't know, it's, uh, it's this beautiful Christian program that I, I, I talk about it, like putting your toe in the water. Mm. It's tough if, if you're like, oh, Hey, Jake, you, you seem like you need God. Why don't you come to church with me? Church can be very tough. Church is for Christians. Like you get this deep message that can be a very uncomfortable walking into the building. Like. That's tough for someone who just doesn't believe. Alpha is this just, it's a light course. And we just talk about the, the light stuff. Hey, here's the principles of Christianity. And then let's have a discussion. Mm. And he called me to do this. And I'll, I'll never forget this moment either. Because he called me to it. And I'm like, at work? No. That's probably Marcus saying that. And then he called me the next day and said, I want you to do it at work. And I'm like, isn't that like totally illegal? Like, <laughs> And again, I'm like, Okay, God. Okay, I'll do it. And I can't imagine anybody's going to like come and want to do this talk with the boss and, and talk about this stuff. So I go, okay, guys, uh, God's spoken to me and I'm supposed to offer you guys this alpha course. I'm talking to my whole team. Like, if you guys have questions, you know, I know, I know COVID's been a tough time. I know this is when people are starting to ask bigger questions. If you want to come and talk, like if you see some peace in me, if you see something in me that you're like, I'd like to have a little peace like that. That sounded so bad. If you want to have peace like me, uh, <laughs> come. Like We're just going to have a light discussion. Here's how it's going to go. I'm going to buy you dinner. We're going to have it over dinner and then blah, blah, blah. Filled up like that. Wow. I couldn't believe wow. all the people who wanted to show up. And then we started to get together and we started to have these discussions. It was unbelievable and it was maybe week three or four where we actually felt the holy spirit in the room and it was insane it was, it was palpable like it was we, we got warm we, we got tingles we, we some of us started to sweat like it was it was this wild and then uh, when we were done praying it was gone it was it was just wild and so i i can't tell you how many and i almost don't want to use a number because it'll sound like i'm yeah. somehow bragging yeah, yeah, or just yeah. keeping score no, okay. but multiple people have now come to christ because of all of us. And I, I take zero credit for it. I want yeah. to be really clear. Yes. I'm just, I offer up my hands and my mind and my body every day for whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do. And I, I took, the only part I took is what the Holy Spirit called me to do. And I just got to have front row seats for it. 
it was amazing to watch this and just like, I can't believe that I get to witness this. This is the most beautiful mm. thing. And now these people are on this totally different path yeah, to life. Creating disciples. And, and they're hot for Jesus. And it's absolutely amazing. And one of the guys, Harry, you'll meet him in our time together. Okay. He is just, he's like this powerful, unbelievable guy. I'll introduce you over uh, social media. Okay. But this dude is just so coachable. And everything I've given him, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. He just, he recognizes like, the good stuff in my life. And he's like, yeah, I just want all of that. No, nope. mm. you, yeah, you want me to do that? That's what I'll do. Yep, yep. And he's amazing. And this guy is leveling up like this. And it's this beautiful thing. And I have a very similar relationship where I'm like, Harry, whatever you do, I, I'm in. Wow. I want to invest in you. Whatever you need from me, I'm there for you. Let's go. Because I know he's going to be at this level one day. And hopefully he goes, you know, here's, here's a guy who was in my corner. Man, you're such a gift for doing that. You're liberating me. Emily and I made a big decision with our factor mentorship program yeah. to put faith first. Yes. So that was a big step for us, but yes. we, we're seeing the fruits of that to yeah. pray over before and after each meeting. We have people yes. of all walks of faith, a yeah. lot of Christians, but also people that are not sure. Uh, but you're liberating many other people listening right now to say, you know what, even if it seems illegal, even if it seems not ethical, even if it seems you're going to rub feathers right or wrong, you're doing it the right way. And that's such a like beautiful example. Seriously, I'm so glad you touched on that. And that is going to be a nugget I take away personally. Um, dude, you're so you're full of so many nuggets. And I we could talk for literally hours. I, I already know it. And we will have many more conversations down the I'm road. Psyched for it. But is there anything that you want to leave anything you want to share, leave the, the the listener with that maybe we didn't touch up on, or you just want to just give them something to just remember if there was nothing else. You know, it's wild. Uh, I, I wouldn't have thought it was going to be this to, to, to finish up, but you just brought something out for me. You know, I know there's going to be a lot of people who are of faith listening and are, are um, so interested and excited about how you and I talk about mm -hmm. faith and like, okay, maybe I can, Maybe I should be a little more vocal or, or a little more confident or whatever in my faith. I just want to remind you of this. The only thing we are here to do is to love. That's our only calling. That is all Jesus has called us to do. Everything is love. And I need you to remember that because there's a lot of people out there. One of the reasons why Christianity has such a bad name today is, oh, you guys are so judgmental. Oh, don't you guys hate gay people and stuff? And I'm like, what? No. Yeah, people got it wrong. Do you know what I'm supposed to do? I'm supposed to love. Mm. I don't care if you're gay or this or that or this or that. Anything. Like, all it is is love. So tell me where hating gay people falls mm. into love. Mm. Tell me where disliking another race falls mm. into love. All my job is, is to love. And you're, oh, well, doesn't the Bible blah, blah. Okay, the Bible might say this or that. What am I supposed to do with it? Love. That's it. So please, if you are going to be more vocal, come from that place of love. That's the most critical because we talk about, oh, isn't that illegal and stuff? Yeah, but when you're coming from love, that's why I think I get away with it because the Lord is leading me. If I was like, hey, you're, you know why you're not doing well in life? Because you don't have Jesus, dummy. Or, you know, I, here, let me judge some of your choices in life. Hey, why do you drink so much? Hey, you do this, you do that. How is that going to change anything for that person? That's going to build more of a wall there. If I come from a, just a place of love, like, hey, I'd love for you to feel more of the peace that I feel. 
I'd love to share love with you, man, just pouring that love on people. That's what we're here to do. And the more I do that, the more I listen to the spirit and, and just go forth with love and just let me put love on you, man. Let me just put love, love, love. The more people are like, man, I want to be around that. I, I want, I, who doesn't need more love in their life? Yeah. And when people are around me who are just like loving like that, like yourself, bro, that's one of the reasons I'm drawn to you. Yeah. It's, I think it's love first for you. And I think that's just the most beautiful thing. And you see it in people. And the more you lean into that, the more the negative stuff in your own life is going to fall away. Like you got probably some stuff in your life that you judge yourself for. The more you put more love into yourself and love into others, I don't need this stuff. I don't need that negative stuff in my life. Take it from the man that has built a big business that has impacted thousands and thousands of lives. You're doing so much in the business entrepreneur world. And the thing you're going to leave with is talking about love. That is just special and that hits different. Thank you. My last question for you here is what is a strategic life to you? What does it mean to live or create a strategic life? Mm, I love that. You know, I believe most people don't take the extra time, just even the first few steps of your strategy. They go, oh, that's a pretty good idea. Let me think about it for two seconds. It's good enough. Let's go. I found more that I strategize. Just go, okay, let's just take it down a few paths. What are some of the possible outcomes? Oh, wow. If I go this way, I actually realize that, Phew, that's going to be a stumbling block right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, what about here? That's actually a lot better. And how will people view it? Oh man, that's good. So strategizing is to me, living that strategic life, just thinking a couple steps ahead, just spending that extra mm-hmm. time that most of the world will not spend the time doing will put you so far ahead. And then f- making sure my strategy is 100% always in alignment with my integrity. So important. Double check that everybody. And watch, look on the path. Oof. Two steps ahead, I'm going to be in a pretty sticky position where my integrity is going to be uh, questioned here. No. Just don't go. Integrity can is my number one filter. Everything gets filtered through integrity. If I can't keep my integrity through it, I'm, not, I'm just not going. Mm. Can't do it. Doesn't matter what it's worth. Doesn't matter what consequences. The integrity is never on the table. It's never up for debate. And that's how we're going to end it right there, my friend. I just got to acknowledge you, Marcus. You surpassed everything that I could even imagine. I knew you were special. I knew your power. We're literally hanging out before this. We're talking, we're hashing all these things, but the way that you just show up and the way that you speak and you're so eloquent, you're fluent, uh, you're, you're affluent, your, your, your fluidity of the way you speak. It's, it's, it's all cause it's coming from the heart and Mm. it's like the brain is part of it, but it's not the thing that's, that's guiding it. It's your heart and your spirit. And I'm sure people feeling this right now. Like if you felt this, literally, if you felt this man, send him a message, tag us on Instagram, mm. tag, at, we'll have it in the show notes at, at Marcus Collius and at Jake Havron. Take a screenshot of this podcast. Let people know about this, but let this man know how he's changed your life because I know it. And you are a special gift. We have amazing things in the store for the both of Thank us. You. You're going to be seeing both of us here together many, many times. But dude, keep doing God's work. I'm inspired and you're inspiring very successful leaders to go even bigger in their faith, in their business, in their mindset. So thank you for being here, my brother. Uh, Truly an honor. I can't wait to have my podcast, to have you on it as a special guest. And uh, yeah, I just want to be part of your lives too. So please do reach out to me. Love to change lives. 
might have caught that from me. <laughs> uh, and if you come check me out on Instagram, by the way. Yes, 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 please. You are going to find a crazy community. I do Instagram very differently than most. I, I, I don't care about social media. I'm going to be straight up with you. It's, it's, it's a vehicle, yes. But what I noticed is, especially during COVID, there was just so much pain out there. I created this community. We put out, I put out a mindset video every week. Just gives you little tips that you will use throughout the day and they will change your lives. But then most importantly, leave a comment. You watch, you're going to have a community just like swarm you. It's crazy what happens. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my goodness, now I'm super empowered to do it because all these people, like the average person puts something on social media, they get 10, 70 likes, whatever. Yeah, so I saw your video you posted today and you had like 536 comments within a couple hours. It was insane. It's wild, right? All people engaging with each other. Just engaging with each other, just loving on each other. Like, oh man, I'm so sorry you're going through that. But just so you know, we got your back. We're here to support you. Oh, you should give this a try. Hey, read this book. I'm just, I'm here for you. That that's such a beautiful thing. So yeah. so come and join the community. Make sure Which you is comment at Marcus Collius. At Marcus Collius, we'll have nice the spe- we'll have the spelling in the show notes. You'll know exactly <laughs> how to do that. And um, man, we'll we'll have all the, the links in the show notes. But thank you so much for being here, bro. Paula. I had so much fun. I had so, so much fun. I have so much gratitude for being here. I can't wait to spend more time with you. I can't yeah. wait to see where you go in your life. I'm so excited to have even a tiny little role in it. And I'm going to do everything I can in my power to get you to where you belong. Let's rock and roll, baby. Appreciate you. All right, guys. You heard it from this man over here, Mr. Marcus Collius. Make sure you follow, tag us. That's the one ask that we have out of this amazing podcast. If you're going to give us your ears for that amount of time, we hope that we can inspire you. And the only ask we get is just shoot us a tag on Instagram. Tag this. Screenshot this. Tag Marcus. Tag myself. And it means so much for the see that. So uh, last thing, do not forget, we do have that event, the Optimizing Influence Workshop. Come out, be part of it. If you've never been to an in-person event, let this be it. It's both Emily and myself. We are running this. We have very special people that are gonna be there, almost 500 people in person, and it's gonna be at a beautiful place. That link is below, jcavron.com slash event, and we got a special little discount code for you. And when you get that ticket, Shoot me a message because I love seeing every single person coming here and I'd love to acknowledge you for that. So until then, thank you so much for listening. This is the Strategic Life Podcast with your host, Jake Haveron, and amazing guest, Marcus Collius. See you guys next time.